Welcome to the From Broke to Badass Masterclass series. I'm your host, Jennifer Griffith, and I'm collaborating with a network of successful women to learn how they live their best lives. The badass women in this Masterclass series share business, life, and spiritual advice and provide you with inspiration, guidance, and practical tips to help you achieve financial freedom, juggle the demands of home, family, and careers, and fulfill your purpose without sacrificing your dreams. Tune in and gather powerful guidance on how to be broken open, transformed, and go from broke to badass. On today's From Broke to Badass Masterclass, I'm joined by Lisa Chastain, a money coach, formal financial advisor, and author of the book, Girl, Get Your Shit Together, which teaches women how to own their history with money so they can boss up and own their futures. Today, Lisa shares tips on how to overcome fear and become confident in making financial decisions. She explains the importance of creating a monthly plan to understand how much you make, how much you spend, and how much you have left over. And she encourages us to stop comparing ourselves to others, to live within our means, and to be willing to look at what we've been avoiding in order to take control of our finances. Listen in and be inspired. Lisa, welcome to the From Broke to Badass series. I am so honored that you are joining me today. How are you? I'm awesome. I'm grateful to be here. I'm so excited to have have you. For individuals who don't know who you are, can you tell us a little bit about your about yourself and share the story that got you to where you are today? Sure, sure. Uh, I am the number one best-selling author of the book, Girl, Get Your Shit Together. Uh, that launched in December of 2017. And um, what got me here, quite honestly, is that I was broke, <laughs> which is perfect for the masterclass. I was broke down to my last, um, and, and for some of your listeners, it may not be $20,000 that makes someone feel broke, but I had, I had burned through all of my money and over $100,000 over the course of a few years trying to keep my house afloat, keep my marriage together, become a financial advisor, do it all on my uh, $100,000 that I had saved by the time I was 31 years old. And I was down to my last $20,000, burned out, stressed out, not knowing what to do. So I was feeling pretty tapped out, pretty broke, um, at a crossroads in my career, trying to build as a financial advisor. And that was 2016. And, uh, and I hired a coach. She told me what to do. I did it. And here we are almost four years later and I'm feeling pretty badass. My brand is awesome. I love what I do, but it was through the process of virtually, or for the most part, losing everything. Um, going through some major financial difficulty, going through a divorce, really having to figure out what my purpose is in life, what it is that I want to do with my life, who I want to make a difference with, and rebuilding. So I think that's how I got here today, is that I've been through the process of feeling broke, being broke, and rebuilding. And, uh, and, and today I get to do what I love, and that's teach other women how to do the same thing for themselves. And that is why we are having this conversation. And the whole point of this masterclass series is really to get each one of us to take control of our lives, to live the life of our dreams. So you have such a powerful story because you overcame a lot of personal struggles and then you succeeded 
personally and financially. But as you were going through those struggles, you were probably not in the best place of your life. I can't imagine it was a positive and happy place to be with, to be in. So what would you say to women who are in a similar situation? What would you tell them to help them overcome their fear and just become a little more confident in making important financial decisions? Yeah. Well, the first thing is I would say is that the fear never really goes away. And that um, even as I continue, you know, from I went from rock bottom or my my rock bottom, which was a very scary place, to rebuilding in my career, rebuilding financially, rebuilding all over the place, is that I'm still afraid. That doesn't ever go away because as we continue to create from bottom up, there's always going to be new territory. There's always going to be places to expand, places to learn. And now being on the complete other side of it in my career, it's still scary to go from making nothing to making a quarter of a million dollars and beyond, right? So as we, like the fear never goes away. And I think that's um, important to hear and know and experience that the fear will always be there. But the difference for me in my career has been that even though I was afraid, I had people, I had a tribe in my corner who were cheering me on. And I also had great mentors and great coaches who told me what to do to get the results that I was looking to get. And I did that even though I was afraid. Mm-hmm. What a difference that support system can make, right? All the more reason to really have a good support system around you who's lifting you up, right? Correct. Which is what you had. That's awesome. So would you say then for if women are in your place, I mean, you're, and I love that you say fear never goes away because it does show up in different ways over and over and over. Um, But then to help you kind of, what did you do to just become a little more confident? So through your support system, what then you hired a coach was one of the things you said, and they helped you to really kind of take charge and take control, right? So what would you, would you suggest the same thing for women, like hire a coach or if you're at rock bottom, then what to help them kind of take that next step for those to get them to the next level financially? Well, I think what's important, and I know you and I share um, different, although our own stories of rebuilding financially. And I think that what's most important is that we hold on to the vision of what it is that we really want. Mm-hmm. So for example, I coach women who come to me who are in a ton of debt. That's not the only kind of woman that I coach, but I think it's a great example to say when we're in debt, we feel like there is no way out and that we're going to be in debt forever, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very scary to think that this has become our reality. Um, but to keep going, I think that what's most important is that we have to remind ourselves that it's temporary. And when it's attached to a vision, so I know a lot of this masterclass is about living purposeful lives, is that daily we have to connect to what it is that we're really building toward and why we're doing it in the first place. So I know for me that the whole reason I believe that I was able to move forward is that I wasn't stuck in a poor me conversation. I wasn't stuck in what about me conversation. What really created my success and how I was able to turn things around was that I got focused and centered on who I wanted to help. Mm-hmm. And it was women who have been through similar things like me, but I know what it's like to lay in bed in the middle of the night and worry. And I know what it's like to lay in bed at the middle of the night and not know what I'm going to do or how I'm going to get out of the situation I'm in. And it was only through raising my hand, asking for help, 
but also attaching to a bigger vision in life that got me moving in a new direction and kept me even on the hard days moving forward. That's so good. And, and you did. I love that you decided not to become a victim, right? You decided to take matters into your own hand. You identified, I, re- I accept where I am right now. You know, yep. here it is. This is my situation. But I refuse to let this continue in a sense. Yep. And you put the steps in place to change that, which is so powerful. Mm-hmm. So, you know, individuals, and yes, being in debt is a horrible feeling because you're almost a slave to someone else, right? If yeah. you know, a lot of people are great and some people have it mastered. I feel like some people have credit cards or whatever kind of debt and they're able to pay them off on a monthly basis. But all it takes is one hiccup in life, one job loss. And I speak from experience, you know, or one ailment or something that suddenly gets you to be drowning in debt. And there's just, it, it does seem like there's no way out, but there is, you just have to truly take matters into your own hand. You have to create a plan. You can't just have wishful thinking, oh, this is going to go away. You have to realize what your situation is and decide right then and there what steps you're going to put into place to make that change. And that's exactly what you did. So a few questions for you and in different ways. So um, if individuals have debt, what would you recommend that they do to get out? If they have $10,000, $20,000, $100,000 in debt, where can they start? Right. Uh, it's hard, right? And I, and I have clients who have upwards of half a million dollars in debt to $10,000 in debt or less. And so the first thing is that step one is whatever amount of debt you have, stop comparing yourself to other people. Mm-hmm. Because what you have is what you have and however much it is, it's stressing you out and acknowledge that and understand that it's your own experience. And so as you stop judging yourself first and foremost, and then two, stop comparing yourself to other people, then you can actually get a handle on what the debt means to you. And I think that's really important because everybody has a different risk tolerance and a different tolerance to debt. Mm-hmm. So there, that's the first step. The second thing is realize that if you're willing to do whatever it takes to get out of debt, if that's your vision, so going back to the vision, if your vision is to live debt-free, then you have to be willing to, one, do whatever it's going to take, and two, align into the right strategies that work for you to get the debt paid off. And there is not a one-size-fits-all approach. Mm-hmm. And realize that your situation's unique, your income's unique, everything is is unique to your individual situation. The third thing is, I would say, when it comes to paying off debt, is that it's so important that before you try to tackle a debt, you are clear that you can actually live within your means. And what I what I mean by that is, I had a I had a client meeting today where I told her, yes, we are going to handle the debt conversation. But before I can help you put a debt repayment plan in place, we need to understand and and uncover what got you into debt in the first place. So take student loan debt out of the equation because we all know how student loan debt happens. Mm -hmm. But if there's credit card debt that's revolving and accumulating, it's really a result of not being clear about your living expenses and what it actually costs you to live. And so that's the first place to start in understanding what does it take me to live? How much are my needs actually every single month? 
how much are my bills every single month? And then once the, the, the spending is wrangled and the credit cards are put away, then you can start to really think about repaying debt. Mm-hmm. So those are the three things. Now, are you a fan of creating budget templates? Because I personally don't like them. Um, I know there a lot of people say they're necessary. I have my own templates that I create. It's not necessarily a budget, but what would you say to someone? Would you encourage them to create a budget so they know kind of what their cash flow is, what they have left over? Or what do you recommend there? Yeah, I don't teach budgets. <laughs> I love you. Um, yeah, I love you too. <laughs> yeah, budgets never worked for me, and and I'm a I'm a rebel. <laughs> my my personality is I just think outside the box. I work outside the box. I live outside the box. So a budget just feels really boxy and constraining. But but a plan, and it starts with tracking. So the first thing I do, and this is something your listeners can do, is think about this equation. And it's very simple. It's asking the question and be willing to answer it. What do I make every month? What do I spend every month? So spending includes bills. So it's not just the eating out spending. It's everything that goes out. So what comes in, what goes out, and what's left over. And after tracking those numbers for three or four months, then you start to understand your patterns and your habits and behaviors and uh, and then you can start making changes that work but it's not it's not really about budgeting because that's really constraining and that's i think another generation that resonates more with budgeting it's this you know for millennials and and women in in general i think it's more about just putting together a conscientious conscientious plan and um and understanding what you make spend and keep every month Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what I did. So when we were trying to get out of debt, you know, all of the financial gurus and investors will say, create a budget. And I did find it very daunting. So I did exactly what you did. I had to figure out how much do we make? What's our, you know, what are we bringing home? What's our net and how much are we spending? And then how much is left over? And I have to tell you, when I first did that, it was terrifying because there was nothing left over. We were in the red. It was just negative. And so at that point we had to decide, okay, what do we eliminate? So for me, when I think of a budget, it's not a real budget. It really is a plan, but I find it's a lot easier to do it this way than to really start to, okay, every month I'm going to do, you know, here's what I have allocated for this and this and this, and you'll get there eventually. I think that plan will just kind of identify that, but it's not necessarily the formal budget templates that you'll see. But if somebody really doesn't know where to start, I mean, the the best thing to do really is this, just understand exactly what you have, what you're spending and what's left over and go from there. So yeah. And so many of my clients, when we do this exercise, exactly what you said is that they discover because they're using credit cards and not tracking their spending on credit cards that they're in the negative three, four, five thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. It's terrifying because there's really no connection. It's kind of out of sight, out of mind, right? right. I feel like you're charging and you're put, you're putting them away. So I have been um, because most of our debt, and we had over a hundred thousand dollars in debt. Most of it, not all, was credit cards, revolving credit cards. We had a couple of uh, car loans and a school loan as well, but a big chunk of that was credit cards. And I, you know, looking back, it's very easy for me to see why it happened. And it's because you just charge, you charge, you charge, you charge, and you think I'm going to pay it off. No big deal. And then that bill comes and you can't possibly pay it off because it's thousands of dollars. And so even now, even though we've been debt-free for quite a while, and even though we have, we 
earn a great living. I'm still a little terrified of credit cards um, mm-hmm. because in the back of my mind, I just feel like what if something happens and you know we, we lose an income or whatever the case may be and we have these bills, but I'm trying to get better. I understand the importance of them, especially if you, you're, you want a good credit score, if you want to buy a house mm-hmm. or a car. So I get that. So I'm just now slowly starting to open myself up to the idea of credit cards. So what would you say to individuals? Um, what are credit cards good for? Yeah. I just had this conversation with my mentor yesterday. Yep. (laughs) Because I I know they're there. The benefit is, you know, your good credit score, but hopefully if you have enough cash, your credit score wouldn't matter. So do you recommend having credit cards? What do you recommend there? So I work with, um, I've got different categories of women that I work with, right? And so if you're in the debt crusher category where you just want to crush your debt, like a lot of, I think of what you did is you all just got committed and said, mm-hmm. I got to get rid of this debt, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're in that category of listener, of, of person, it's like, it's important to put the credit cards away temporarily because if you don't stop using them, how do you stop the cycle, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's the stabilizers and the, and the people who just want to stabilize financially where credit cards aren't a bad thing. I think secured credit cards are a good thing in terms of rebuilding credit. So secured credit cards, you put the money down. So if it's $250, you put it down and then you charge it and then you pay it off every month. Right. Um, and then there's, there's a category of people where there's cap your cash flow positive every month. Um, debts paid off or is getting paid off. And I think that credit cards make sense for free, free stuff, free money. And also if you travel, you would more want to use a credit card to travel, especially my clients who travel internationally. It's a safer way to use money Mm -hmm. um, as opposed to giving someone access to your bank account and a debit card. So I think that when it comes to using credit cards, if you've got a handle on it, that's the first thing is ask yourself, do I really have a handle on it? If the answer is no, put them away, try to stabilize your life without them. But if you do, and you are in a place where you can charge. So for example, for my business, I charge my business um, expenses to a credit card every month. I pay them off every month. Mm -hmm. And then I accumulate points. I get cash back. I have uh, my mentor who only a five to go to Hawaii literally for free because they had points saved up. They had hotel benefits saved up. And that's where I think credit cards are a great option to earn all the points that you need to get free stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> free stuff and also be safe on your international travels. <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly what we did. So we travel a lot. That's one of our passions and something we were thankfully able to do once we paid off all of our credit cards, but there was a fear of using our, our debit card. So we went to the bank and we opened up a secured credit card. We put $500 down and, you know, we knew, okay, this is what we have. So if we rented a car, we'd go and put our secured card down knowing there was a $500 limit. And then I'd have to go back in the room, you know, in a day or two and pay it from my debit card. But that's how I got back into kind of being okay with credit cards. And that does help your credit score go up too, because unfortunately one of the things that happens is if you're in a lot of debt or how we were, we were in debt, we just couldn't pay our bills. So we were having collectors after us. Um, So unfortunately, just as a result of that lifestyle, our credit score went down significantly. It was horrible. Mm -hmm. So to get that back up, secured cards were a great way to be. And we did 500, it then increased a little bit. And then I think now we're at 1100. And then through time, if the bank recognizes how well you're doing, they might lift that secured card 
you know, and make it a regular credit card. But it, for peace of mind, for me, I still like knowing it's a small enough balance that no matter what happens, I can pay it off in, you know, in one month and it's not going to, um, it's, you know, it's not going to revolve or go on over to the next month, but it's, so I'm slowly opening up to this idea again, you know, knowing that there are benefits, just do it responsibly. So I do believe in living a debt-free life and you can do that if you pay them off monthly, right? Correct. And I think that all comes down to having clarity Mm -hmm. is that, um, there's so many of us that, don't have clarity over what our life actually costs us. Mm-hmm. Um, but once that happens and you feel more in control and you're making decisions proactively and you've got money in savings, then you can open up the conversation about credit cards again. Mm-hmm. So what would you then say to someone who, let's say they don't have credit cards or, or they're one of these very responsible credit card you know, payers who pay it off every month. If they want to take their money to maybe the next level or, or they're just not spending. Cause here's the thing. A lot of people don't have debt. They don't have revolving debt, but they're also not saving, right? Their money just kind of yeah. goes, who knows where it goes. They just spend it all. So then what, what would be some takeaways for them? It, you know, everybody's income situation is different. So I don't want to categorize, categorize it to that because I believe that if we're spending money daily, which all of us are, mm-hmm. then we can save more proactively there's different layers of saving. And so here's the first question I would pose. And I did a, um, a Facebook live on this to answer, uh, to help everyone really understand that there's, there's two ways and two reasons that we save. The first reason we save is to spend. And the reason so many of us get into debt is that we aren't strategically saving to spend. For example, vacation. And for young women, you know, if you don't have the money, what are you going to do? You're going to put it on a credit card because life is short and you want to go have fun. Mm-hmm. Totally get that. Um, so, and so there are things that we should be saving for if we had clarity on what we're making, spending and keeping every month that you can strategically save for. If you live out of town and your family's in a different state for a holiday and you know you're going to travel back to that state for the holiday, you need to save for that and plan for that right? And a lot of, a lot of women I work with want to go on cruises and spend time with their friends and there's weddings coming up and all kinds of seasonal activities. So you have to save to spend and, uh, and have strategy and different accounts and goals attached to that. And that really just requires you to slow down long enough to look at your year in advance and not be so, um, impulsive about the decisions that you're making. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows if and when they want to go to Coachella, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they probably know in advance when that's happening or EDC in Las Vegas, because that's a huge festival here. So plan for it. So you don't incur credit card debt for that. The second category is saving to save for long-term goals. And so you, so those are a little bit harder to plan for because it's harder and more elusive way out there in the future. But once you have savings under control, like you're saving forward for different life events and you can afford those things, it's really important that you start thinking about how you can save for long-term goals like retirement. Does that make sense? It definitely makes sense. So for individuals then who want to, you know, I, and I am a big spender, you know, even though I am living this debt-free life and it's great, but it allows me to now decide where my money is going to go. And I personally open different 
bank accounts for yep. each of these categories. Would, is that a good approach or would you recommend that usually? Yeah, it's a great approach. Great approach. So I've, I've got a ton of different accounts and if you talk to really wealthy people, then I worked with high net worth, with worth people, like having different accounts for different purposes in your life works beautifully for savings and for spending. Mm -hmm. So that's a great strategy. You've got one goal that you're saving toward. You've got another goal you're saving toward. When that money's in different accounts, you can track it and watch it grow. And I think that's really motivating. It definitely is. And it's kind of, it's out of sight, out of mind in a very good way because every month money gets kind of deposited into these different accounts. And I have everything from like my annual DMV renewals to my vacation money, to my emergency fund. They just all go straight into those accounts and then you go into it. And at the end of the year you see, oh, wow, I have all this money there that I don't realize I even put it in there or you realize it, but you're not paying attention to it. So it's out of sight, out of mind in a very good way. So then I know we kind of jumped all over the place with different tips for debt-free, you know, kind of taking control to help you save and decide how, but what would be three overall takeaways that you can give to listeners to take control of their finances, pay off their debt and achieve financial goals in a nutshell. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so taking control of their, taking control of their money, right? Mm -hmm. The first thing is when it comes to taking control of your money is that you have to be willing to track it. You have to be willing to look at what it is that you've been avoiding and what doesn't feel so good. And that means looking back at what's actually happened so that you can make informed choices moving forward problem with budgets is you get a budget sheet and they're like, okay, do this. But if you have no understanding of what you're actually doing every single month, it's like trying to change behaviors that you're unconscious about, you're unaware of. So you've got to be aware of what's actually happening before you can shift it. When you know better, you can do better, echoing Maya Angelou. And financially, that's absolutely the case. So that's the first thing. Be willing to look at the not so fun stuff so that you can be more proactive and make changes intentionally. The second thing when it comes to debt is that you have to treat debt as a past event and stop beating yourself up. Debt happened, it's there, and feeling bad about it, stressing about it, all of that is doing you no harm. I'm sorry, it's doing you no good. And 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 remember in in the law of attraction, what you think about expands. So the more you stress about debt, the more you think about debt, the more you obsess about it and feel bad about it, it's going to expand in your universe and that does you no good. So what I tell my clients is let's close the door on debt and make a commitment to just handle it just like any other past event in our lives. We have to own up, put our big girl panties on and deal with it. And when we do that, we can treat it more objectively and less emotionally, which is really important. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to creating financial freedom, I think that what's most important about that as you're making changes, as you're shifting behaviors, it's a lot to take on. And the women that I work with, typically I work with for at least a year because it is a lot to take on. There's the debt and then you get to move into a wealthy person's mindset and growing your wealth. And, um, and I think that what's most important is that you find someone that you trust, someone who's qualified to guide you, someone who understands how to help you and that you're willing to invest to get the help that you need so that you can have the results that you want. And what are the results that we want as women? We want financial security. We want financial freedom. 
And if we've never had that before in our lives, it requires us to stretch outside our comfort zone and find people who are going to get in the dance with us and stretch us so that we can have $100,000, $200,000, $300,000, create that in our businesses, create millions of dollars. And, uh, and that's a commitment and it comes with vision and it comes with practice and, and really surrounding ourselves with people just like you and me to say, hey, I don't wanna be broke anymore. I wanna be a badass. What do badass people do? They've got great tribes and they're willing to do the work to make it happen. Oh, that is so powerful. And this is why I love you. And I love that you're on the show and you're talking about this. So if individuals want to work with you, if they want to kind of tap into your knowledge and your wisdom, where can they find you? Where do they contact you? Absolutely. The easiest way is to go to lisachastain.com and all my information that is there. I've got some upcoming events that I'd love to see your listeners at. Um, and then I'm, I'm on Facebook actively. So it's facebook.com forward slash money coach C season, Charlie Twitter. I just updated my Twitter handle, but it's, I, I believe it's Lisa underscore Chastain four and Instagram, the same thing. So good. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for joining us. And I know that um, if individuals want to contact you, you are offering kind of a, a discovery call with them. Is that correct? I am because here's the thing. What I believe is that sometimes it's just even ha being able to speak about what's going on that provides the first step and provides the relief. So if any of your anybody's lis listening and saying, "I want help. I need help," I'm not attached. I, like I would love for you to work with me, but what's most important to me is that you get the right support. And, and a lot of times, even just talking about it is that initial release to start moving in a new direction. So anybody who's interested can schedule a 15 minute call with me. We'll talk about what's going on. What do you need? Maybe I'm a fit. If not, I'm committed to helping you find the right support so that you can have the results that you want in your life. You're so wonderful. Thank you for sharing that gift with our listeners and your gift with the world. I think this is going to be one of these topics that really, truly is going to make a huge difference in life. So thank you for being a part of this big movement. Thank you. Thanks for having this mastermind. I can't wait to see all the results that your listeners create. Thank you for listening to the From Broke to Badass Masterclass series. I hope you're feeling inspired to take control of your finances, create balance, and live your best life. To continue your journey of transformation, be sure to join the In the Life of Zen tribe, where for only $5.55 a month, you'll receive weekly guidance, inspiration, and tools to make you even more badass than you already are. For less than the cost of a cup of coffee, you'll have access to weekly powerful mantras meditations, tapping sessions, tip sheets, and articles to help you live the life of your dreams. Visit www.inthelifeofzen.com to join this badass tribe. And if you know other women who will benefit from these interviews, please spread the love by sending them the link to this masterclass series. And stay tuned for more from In the Life of Zen. Visit us at inthelifeofzen.com and follow us on social media at In the Life of Zen.